Ronnie and Nate discuss what sorts of minds humanity is likely to find by machine learning. By Habrica, So8 Res, and Ronnie Fernandez. This post is a dialogue. Context. Somebody at some point floated the idea that Ronnie might, a, understand the argument coming out of the Quinton Honora camp, and, b, be able to translate them to Nate. Nate invited Ronnie to chat. The chat logs follow, lightly edited. Heading. The basic, counting, argument. Ronnie Fernandez. Are you mostly interested in Quinton's newest post? I haven't read it but I don't suspect it's his best. So eight res. I'm more interested in something like what are the actual arguments here? I'm less interested in Ronnie translates for others and more interested in what Ronnie believes after having spoken to others, albeit with a focus on the arguments that others are making that various locals allegedly buy. Ronnie Fernandez. Sweet that's way better. So eight res. Options. A. I start asking questions. B. You poke me when you want to chat. C. You monologue a bit about places where you think you know something I don't. And obviously, D. Other. Choose your own adventure. Ronnie Fernandez. Let's start real simple. Here is the basic argument from my point of view. 1. If there's a superintelligence with goals very different from mine, things are gonna suck real bad. 2. There will be a superintelligence. 3. Its goals will be very different from mine. Therefore, things will suck real bad. I totally buy 1 and 2, and find 3 extremely plausible, but less so than I used to for reasons I will explain later. Just curious if you are down with calling that the basic argument for now. So 8 res. Works for me. And, that sounds correct to me. Ronnie Fernandez. One of the main things that has me believing three is a sort of counting argument. Goals really can just be anything, and we're only selecting on behavior. Corrigibility is in principle possible, but seems really unnatural. It makes sense to behave pretty much like a mind with my goals if you're smart enough to figure out what's going on, until you get a good coup opportunity, and you coup. So like P, good behavior, my values, roughly P, good behavior and not my values, so the real question is P, my values, which seems real small. So 8 res. Numbering sentences, I agree with 1 to 4 and am shaky on 5. 4 is slightly non-sequitur-ish, though true. Ronnie Fernandez. 4 is to establish 5. Good behavior in training, to be clear. So 8 res. My objection to 5 is, so the real question is. I don't super by the frame. There are things to look at like the precise behavior trajectory and the mind internals, and the real question involves that stuff, etc. Ronnie Fernandez. This is going to be easier for me if I let myself devils advocate more than I think is maximally epistemically healthy. I'm gonna do a bit of that. Okay, so here's an analogy on the counting argument. If you were to naively count the ways gas in the room might be, you would find that many of them kill you. This is true if you do max entropy over ways it could be described in English. However, if you do max ent over the parameters of the individual particles in the gas, you find that almost never do they kill you. 
It's also true that if you count the superintelligent programs of length n, almost all of them kill you, but you shouldn't do maxent over the programs in Python or whatever, you should do maxent over the parameters, and then condition that on stochastic gradient descent. This might well tend to always average out to finding a model that straightforwardly tries to cause something a lot like what your loss function is pointing at. So from my actual point of view, it seems like a lot depends on what the machine learning prior is like, and I don't have much of a clue what that's like. So 8 res. A thing I agree with, if you arrange air particles by sampling a program according to simplicity, and letting that program arrange them, most resulting configurations kill you. If instead, you arrange air particles by sampling an entire configuration, sampled uniformly, then most resulting configurations don't kill you. This is how the physical side of the analogy translates, in my language. I don't understand what analogy you're trying to draw from there. I don't understand what things are programs and what things are parameters. If I sorta of squint at your argument, it sounds like you're trying to say something like I think that you, Nate, think that superintelligent goals are likely to be more like a randomly sampled program, but I think that for all we know maybe inner alignment happens basically automatically. I don't understand how your analogy is supposed to be an argument for that claim though. It seems perhaps worth mentioning that my reasons for expecting inner misalignment are not fundamentally because I know so little that I must assume the goals are random, but is built of more knowledge than this. Ronnie Fernandez Okay cool, my basic argument is a counting argument. Like basically alignment and corrigibility are high complexity. Disjunction of all other goals plus scheming is much higher weight. So 8 res. Insofar as you're trying to use that argument to be like this is baby's first argument for other goals being plausible at all, and thus we shouldn't write off the risk, I'm like, sure. Insofar as you're like, and this is the main slash strongest argument for the goals turning out elsewise, which I shall now undermine, I'm like, nope. Ronnie Fernandez. Oh nah, this is my primary argument for other goals are much more likely. I think few people do. So 8 res. The plus scheming also implies to me a difference in our models, I note parenthetically while following the policy of noting each place that something feels off. Ronnie Fernandez. Agreed scheming is baked in. Okay cool, I just don't know the other arguments. So 8 res. Well, this is one place that the analogy from evolution slots in. I could gesture at other arguments, or I could listen to you undermine the argument that you consider primary. To be clear I do think that this primary argument serves as a sort of ignorance prior, later modified by knowledge. Ronnie Fernandez So I always saw the evolution analogy as at best being an existence proof, and a good one, but I don't see what else it is supposed to tell me. I'm interested in the other arguments and interested in fleshing out the analogy. Especially if we could say it is not an analogy. I also think me and my reward mechanisms, or whatever, which I am similarly very misaligned with, are a good analogy. Heading. Evolution reflection process is path-dependent. So 8 res. Well the rough form of the argument is goals aren't selected at random. Squirrels need to eat through the winter before they can conceptualize winter or metabolisms, or calories, or sex. 
With the force of the argument here going through something like there are lots of ways for a mind to be architected and few ways for it to be factored around a goal. At which point we invoke a sort of ignorance prior not over the space of goals, but the mechanics of the mind. Which is then further, negatively, modified by the practicalities of a mind that must work okay while still stupid. And at this juncture, I understand the shard theory folk to argue something like well the shards that humans build their values up around are very proximal to minds. For example, curiosity is instrumentally useful for almost any large world task and human-esque enjoyment of curiosity is actually a near-universal architecture-independent environment-independent strategy for achieving that instrumental value and we should expect it to get baked into any practical mind's terminal values in the same way it was baked into ours, or something? Which seems kinda crazy to me, but perhaps I don't understand the argument yet, and perhaps I shouldn't be trying to run ahead, and perhaps I shouldn't be trying to argue against other people through you. Ronnie Fernandez Quoting So 8 Res Well the rough form of the argument is goals aren't selected at random. Squirrels need to eat through the winter before they can conceptualize winter or metabolisms, or calories, or sex. I'm not sure exactly what I am supposed to get out of this. Minds will tend to be terminally into stuff that is instrumentally useful to the goal of the outer optimizer? Seems like you're saying not random, this other way, what's the other way? So eight res. That's a fine specific piece, sure. The more general piece is there are lots and lots of ways for a mind to achieve low training loss at a fixed capability level. Ronnie Fernandez Okay yeah agreed. I didn't mean to say that you're selecting a goal, should have said program in general. So 8 res. Quoting Ronnie Fernandez Seems like you're saying not random, this other way, what's the other way? Not sure what you think the difference is between not random and uniformly random, but according to a different measure. From my perspective, I'm basically saying we can move from random over the space of goals, to random over the space of mind architectures, to random over the space of mind architectures that have to perform well enough while stupid, to random over the space of mind architectures which are trained using some sort of stochastic gradient descent, to random over the space of mind architectures that consist of training some specific architecture, using, some specific optimizer, and I'm like yep. It all looks pretty dare to me. Where it seemed to me like you were trying to say something like I agree that random over general programs is bad, but for all I know, random over mind architectures has a high chance of being good, and I'm like hmm, well, it sounds like we have a disagreement then. Ronnie Fernandez Quote not sure what you think the difference is between not random and uniformly random but according to a different measure. From my perspective I'm basically saying we can move from random over the space of goals, to random over the space of mind architectures, to random over the space of mind architectures that have to perform well enough while stupid, to random over the space of mind architectures when trained using some sort of SGD, to random over the space of mind architectures when training, some specific architecture, using, some specific optimizer, and I'm like yep it all looks pretty dar to me. End quote. I have specific reasons for being like, if you were selecting a Python program that was super intelligent, even if you got to watch it in simulation for a million years, then we still definitely all die. I thought those same specific reasons carried over to machine learning more than I currently think they do. Quoting So8Res. 
where it seemed to me like you were trying to say something like I agree that random over general programs is bad, but for all I know, random over mind architectures has a high chance of being good, and I'm like, hmm, well, it sounds like we have a disagreement then. Specifically for all I know random over parameter space of maybe superintelligent planners conditioned on some straightforward SGD plan is good. I mean, I'm not gonna risk it. But I don't have mathematical certainty we're fucked like I do with Python programs. So 8 res. Quote. I thought those same specific reasons carried over to ML more than I currently think they do. End quote. So here's a thing I believe. P. Survival. Solar system is sampled randomly from physical configurations, less than less than P. Survival. Solar system is arranged according to a superintelligent program sampled according to simplicity, less than less than P. Survival. Solar system is arranged according to a randomly trained mind, less than asterisk P. Survival. Solar system is arranged according to a random evolved alien species. It sounds like there's maybe some debate about the strength of the less than asterisk. Ronnie Fernandez. I assume you mean not randomly trained, but just that we keep doing the same thing we've been doing. So 8 res. Yeah, sorry, sampled randomly from the space of trained minds. Ronnie Fernandez. Yeah cool, so I agree with all of them. To be clear, trained by humans who are trying to take over the world and haven't thought about this, let's say. So 8 res. Attempting to distinguish two hypotheses you might be arguing for. Are you arguing for something more like, A, maybe lots of trained minds happen to be nice, for example because curiosity always ends up in them in the same way. Or, B, maybe a little bit of design, in the sense of that which humans do and evolution does not, goes a long way. Ronnie Fernandez The second one. Not the first at all. Quoting Ronnie Fernandez. But I don't have mathematical certainty we're fucked like I do with Python programs. This is where I'm at. Like I know we're fucked if you select Python programs using behavior only. So 8 res. And is the idea more like? 1. With a little design effort, getting curiosity in them in the right way is actually easy. 2. With a little design effort, maybe we can make limited corrigible things that we can use to do pivotal acts, without needing to load things like curiosity. 3. With a little design effort, maybe we can load all sorts of other things, unlike curiosity, that still add up to something friendly? Ronnie Fernandez It's more like SGD is some sort of magic, that for some reason has some sort of prior that doesn't kill us. Like for instance, maybe scheming is very penalized because it takes longer and ML penalizes runtime. So 8 res. If that's actually supposed to carry weight, perhaps we do need to drill down on the scheming stuff, previously noted as a place where I suspect we diverge. Ronnie Fernandez. It does seem kinda crazy for it to be that big of an advantage. Quoting So 8 res. Well the rough form of the argument is goals aren't selected at random. Squirrels need to eat through the winter before they can conceptualize winter or metabolisms, or calories, or sex. I want to get into this again. So does it seem right to you to say that the main point of the evolution analogy is that all sorts of random shit will do very well on your loss function at a given capability level? 
Then if the thing gets more capability, you realize that it did not internalize the loss as it starts getting the random shit? So 8 res. More or less. Ronnie Fernandez. What's missing or subtly wrong? So 8 res. A missing piece. The shit isn't random, it's a consequence of the mind needing to achieve lowish loss while dumb. Ronnie Fernandez. Does that tell us something else risk relevant? So 8 res. Which is part of a more general piece, that the structure of the mind happens for reasons, and the reasons tend to be about that's the shortest pathway to lower loss given the environment and the capability level, and once you see that there are all sorts of path-dependent specific shortcuts it starts to seem like the space of possible mind architectures is quite wide. Then there are deeper pieces, zooming into the case of humans, about how the various patched-on pieces are sometimes in conflict with each other and other hacks are recruited to resolve those conflicts, resulting in this big dynamic system with unknown behavior under reflection. Ronnie Fernandez Can you give two examples of path-dependent specific shortcuts for the same loss function? So 8 res. Sure. Hunger, curiosity. Ronnie Fernandez. Right. Hmm. Okay, I was imagining like, maybe to breed you get really into putting your penis into lips, or maybe you get really into wrapping your penis in warm stuff. Quoting so 8 res. Hunger, curiosity. So they aren't mutually exclusive? These aren't like training histories. What are the paths that hunger and curiosity are dependent on? So 8 res. Maybe I don't understand your question, but yeah, the sort of thing I'm talking about is the easiest way to perturb a mind to be slightly better at achieving a target is rarely for it to desire the target and conceptualize it accurately and pursue it for its own sake. Ronnie Fernandez. Ah nice that's very helpful. So 8 res. There's often just shortcuts like desire food with appropriate taste profiles or whatever. The specifics of hunger are probably pretty dependent on the specifics of biology and available meals in the environment of evolutionary adaptedness. I wouldn't be surprised if the specifics of curiosity were dependent on the specifics of the social pressures that shaped us. Though also, more generally, it being curiosity per se that got promoted to terminal, as opposed to a different cut of the possible instrumental strategies being promoted, seems like a roll of the dice to me. Ronnie Fernandez The thing I think Quinton successfully criticizes is the analogy as an n equals 1 argument for misalignment by default, which to be fair was already a very weak argument. So 8 res. Also I suspect that curiosity is slightly more likely to be something that random minds absorb into their terminal goals depending how those dice come up. Things like fairness and friendship seem way more dependent on the particulars of the social environment in the environment of evolutionary adaptedness. And much of my actual eyebrow-raising at this space of hypotheses comes from the way that I expect the end result to be quite sensitive to the processes of reflection. Ronnie Fernandez Quoting So 8 Res and much of my actual eyebrow-raising at this space of hypotheses comes from the way that I expect the end result to be quite sensitive to the processes of reflection. Says the CEV guy.
So eight res. Though another big chunk of my eyebrow raising comes from the implicit hypothesis that absorb a human-like slice of the instrumental values into terminal values in a human-like way is a particularly generic way to do things even in wildly different architectures under wildly different training regimes. Ronnie Fernandez Quoting Ronnie Fernandez Says the CEV guy We don't need to open that can or worms now, but I would like to someday. Quoting so eight res. Though another big chunk of my eyebrow raising comes from the implicit hypothesis that absorb a human-like slice of the instrumental values into terminal values in a human-like way is a particularly generic way to do things even in wildly different architectures under wildly different training regimes. Okay yeah, I also think that's BS. Quoting so eight res. And much of my actual eyebrow raising at this space of hypotheses comes from the way that I expect the end result to be quite sensitive to the processes of reflection. And agree with this. So eight res. Here I have some sense of, like, one could argue that all land-based weight-carrying devices must share properties of horses all day long, before their hypothesis space has been suitably widened. Ronnie Fernandez I'm like look, I used to think the chances of alignment by default were like 2 carat dash 10,000 colon 1. So 8 res. Quote. We don't need to open that can or worms, but I would like to someday. End quote. Yeah seems like a tangent here, but I will at least note that all architectures and training processes lead to the absorption of instrumental values into terminal values in a human-esque way under a regime of human-esque reflection and most humans, with fully functioning brains, have in some sense absorbed sufficiently similar values and reflective machinery that they converge to roughly the same place seem pretty orthogonal to me. Ronnie Fernandez I now can't give you a number with anything like the mathematical precision I used to think I could give. So 8 res. Eh, it feels to me like I can get you more than 100 colon 1 against alignment by default in the very strongest sense. I feel like my knowledge of possible mind architectures, and my awareness of stochastic gradient descent accessible shortcut hacks, rules out naive training leads to friendly AIs. Probably more extreme than 2 carat dash 100 colon 1, is my guess. It seems to me like all the room for argument is in maybe with cleverness and oversight, we can do much better than naive training, actually. Ronnie Fernandez Quoting Ronnie Fernandez I'm like look, I used to think the chances of alignment by default were like 2 carat dash 10,000 colon 1. I still think I can do this if we're searching over Python programs. So 8 res. Quoting Ronnie Fernandez the thing I think Quinton successfully criticizes is the analogy as an n equals 1 argument for misalignment by default, which to be fair was already a very weak argument. Yeah, I have never really had the sense that the evolutionary arguments he criticizes are the ones I'm trying to make. Quoting Ronnie Fernandez I still think I can do this if we're searching over Python programs. Yeah sure. Ronnie Fernandez Quoting so 8 res. And is the idea more like, with a little design effort, getting curiosity in them in the right way is actually easy, with a little design effort, maybe we can make limited cargeable things that we can use to do pivotal acts, without needing to load things like curiosity, with a little design effort, 
maybe we can load all sorts of other things, unlike curiosity, that still add up to something friendly? Two seems best to me right now. So eight res. It seems maybe worth saying that my model says. I expect the naive methods to take lots of hacks and shortcuts and etc., such that it'd betray you if scaled in a manner that would be clear if you knew how to look and interpret what you saw, and I mostly expect humanity to die because I expect them to screw their eyes shut in the relevant ways. Ronnie Fernandez Okay yeah that seems plausible. So eight res. And in particular, if you could figure out how these minds were working, and see all the shortcuts etc etc, you could probably figure out how to do the job properly, at least to the bar of a minimal pivotal task. This is part of what I mean by I don't think alignment is all that hard. My high expectation of doom comes from a sense that there's lots of hurdles, and that humanity will flub at least one, and probably lots. So insofar as you're trying to argue something like masters of mind and cognition would maybe not have a challenge I'm like yeah sure. Though insofar as you're arguing something like maybe naive techniques work I'm like I think I see enough hacky shortcuts that hill climbing like approaches can take, and all the clever ideas people propose seem to me to just wait around in the sea of hacky shortcuts, and I don't personally have hope there. I shall now STFU. Heading Summary and discussion of training an agent in a simulation. Ronnie Fernandez. Okay, so, I want to summarize where we are. Here are some things that seem important to me. We agree roughly about what happens if you select a Python program for superintelligent good behavior. You almost always end up with an unaligned mind that will coo eventually. I was like, well, Quentin convinced me that the prior over models is very different from the prior over Python programs. I put the main argument in terms of prior. You basically were like nah, it's not just the prior, it also matters a lot that SGD is going to do things incrementally. Most incremental changes you can make to a mind to achieve a certain loss are not going to cause the mind to be into the loss itself. So 8 res. I'm not entirely sure what select for superintelligent good behavior means. I'd agree, simplicity sampled Python superintelligences kill you. If you have enough compute to run them and keep sampling until you get one that does anything super intelligent at all, and if you want to say that remains true if you condition on ones that behave well in a training setup, then I'd need to know what well means and what the training setup is. But I expect this not to be a sticking point. That sounds roughly rightish to me. Though I don't really understand where you draw the distinction between the prior over models, selected by SGD, and arguments about how incremental changes are likely to affect minds. Ronnie Fernandez Quote I'm not entirely sure what select for superintelligent good behavior means. I'd agree a simplicity sampled Python superintelligences kill you and if you want to say that remains true if you condition on ones that behave well in a training setup then I'd need to know what well means and what the training setup is. But I expect this not to be a sticking point. End quote. I mean you get to watch them in simulation but you do not get to read slash understand the code. So 8 res. Like, from my perspective, the arguments about incrementality are sorta arguments about what the prior over, SGD trained, models looks like. But also, I don't care, slash I'm not bidding we go into it, I'm just noting where things seem not quite how I would dice them up. 
Ronnie Fernandez. Interesting, I'm thinking of them as like being part of P model data rather than P model. So eight res. I'd also additionally note that the point I'm trying to drive at here is a little less like incremental changes don't make the mind care about loss and a little more like the prior is still really wide, so wide that a counting argument still more or less works. Quoting Ronnie Fernandez. I mean you get to watch them in simulation but you do not get to read slash understand the code. Sure, but like, how ironclad is the simulation and what are you watching them do? Ronnie Fernandez. Quoting so eight res. I'd also additionally note that the point I'm trying to drive at here is a little less like incremental changes don't make the mind care about loss, and a little more like the prior is still really wide, so wide that a counting argument still more or less works. I mean, this seems intuitively plausible to me, but I wouldn't be able to convince a reasonable person to who it was not intuitively plausible. So eight res. The place where the argument is supposed to have force is related to you can argue all you want that any flying device will have to flap its wings, and that won't constrain airplane designs. I'm not sure whether you're saying something like I don't believe that that's the actual part of the argument that has force, and hereby query you to articulate more of the forceful parts of the argument, versus whether you're saying things like that argument is not in a format accepted by the unconvincible hordes, despite being valid and forceful to me, or but for the record, insofar as you're like, do you expect that to convince the unconvincible hordes, I'm mostly like, no, Mr. Bond, I expect us to die. Ronnie Fernandez No no, I'm imagining convincing Ronnies with only slightly different intuitions or histories. Such people are much more convincible. So eight res. Quote. More like the first, and it's more like I don't quite understand where the force comes from. End quote. Do you have much experience with programming? Ronnie Fernandez. Only Python and only like pretty junior level. So 8 res. Do you have familiarity with, like, the sense that a task seems straightforward, only to find an explosion of options in the implementation? Ronnie Fernandez. I don't know, I implemented GPT-2 with tutors once. Quoting so 8 res. Do you have familiarity with, like, the sense that a task seems straightforward, only to find an explosion of options in the implementation? Yeah. Maybe not enough. For sure with Airtables and Zapier automations actually. So 8 res. Cool. And relatedly, consider, Arguments that airplanes must flap their wings. Or arguments that computers shouldn't be able to run all that much faster than brains. Or arguments that robots must run on something kinda like a metabolic system. Where the point in those examples is not just artificial things work with different underlying mechanics than biological things, but that there are lots of ways to do things, including ones that start way outside your hypothesis space. Ronnie Fernandez in fact artificial things do not work with different underlying mechanics, there's just lots of mechanics and it rarely turns out that we do it the same way. So 8 res. Right. And when you don't understand in detail how two, or possibly even three, different things work, then you're likely to dramatically underestimate the width of the space.
perhaps I am moving too fast here. It sounded to me like you were like the prior over models is different than the prior over programs and I was like yep and then you were like so there's an appreciable chance I'll win the lottery and I was like? No and you were like wait why not and I was like because the space is still real wide. Ronnie Fernandez Yeah, I think definitely any space of models large enough to contain superintelligent aligned things also contains lots and lots of superintelligent non-aligned things. Heading. Alignment problem probably fixable, but likely won't be fixed. So 8 res. SGD makes incremental changes, and the minds have to work while dumb, and there are lots of ways for SGD to make a mind work better while dumb that don't do the thing you want is an argument that's, a, correct in its own right, but also, b, sheds light on how many ways to do the job wrong there are. From which, I claim, it's proper to generalize that the space is wide. To see that arguments of the form maybe I win the lottery are basically analogous to arguments of the form maybe human minds are near the limit of physical constraints on cognition. Ronnie Fernandez Of the form? Not just of the quality? So 8 res. I'm not sure what distinction you're trying to draw there. Ronnie Fernandez Like they're analogous somehow. So 8 res. The arguments seem to me similarly valid, and in particular, invalid. Like, the SGD makes incremental changes is one plausible feeling example of how if you really understood what was going on inside that mind, you'd cry out in terror. From which we generalize, not that you'll see exactly that thing, but that you will, in fact, cry out in terror. When there's a plausible way for code to have the cry out in terror property, it very likely will unless counter-optimization was somehow applied. Ronnie Fernandez Is the main problem here like that you end up with something that will coo you later or something that will build things that will kill you later slash get smarter and then start wearing condoms? So 8 res. So my argument is not and this survives all counter-optimization. My reason for expecting doom is not that I think this problem is unfixable it's that I think it won't be addressed. That said, my guess is that it will take something much more like understand the mind than provide better training. But, like, the argument against just put a bit of thought into the training working has a bunch less force than the argument against just train it to be good working. Still, I think, considerable force, but. Ronnie Fernandez but does survive all counter-optimization selecting only on behavior, or no? So 8 res. Quoting Ronnie Fernandez. Is the main problem here like that you end up with something that will coo you later or something that will build things that will kill you later slash get smarter and then start wearing condoms? Not sure I see the distinction. Ronnie Fernandez. Like, humans weren't waiting around for a certain number to be factored until they cooped evolution, they're more like the second thing. So 8 res. That seems to me that it's more of a fact about evolution, not watching them and slapping down visible defiance, than a fact about human psychology? Or, well, a fact about evolution not slapping down visible defiance, plus a fact about humans not yet being smart enough to coordinate to overcome that, but. Ronnie Fernandez. 
Yeah, like if evolution were very short-sighted, I think it should be happy with early us. I think similarly, if we are very short-sighted, we might be happy with early models before they're capable enough that the divergence between what we wanted and they want is apparent. So 8 res. Sure. Insofar as there's a live question, I still don't understand it. Ronnie Fernandez. Well this is different from. You get a superintelligence, and it's like, hmm, I'm not sure if I'm in training or not, let me follow a strategy that maximizes my chance of cooping when not in training. So 8 res. If you're like what goes wrong if you breed chimps to be better at inclusive genetic fitness and also smarter, then I'm mostly like a chimp needs to eat long before it can conceptualize calories. The hunger thing is going to be really deep in there, or, more generally, you get some mental architecture that solves your training problem while being unlike how you wanted, but I'll use that example for now. Could you in principle breed them to the point that they stop having a hunger drive and start hooking in their caloric intake to their explicit model of IGF? Probably, but it'd probably take, a, quite a lot of training, and, b, a bunch of visibility into the mind to see what's working and what's not. Mostly if you try that you die to earlier generations that rise up against you. If not then you die to the fact that you were probably measuring progress wrong, and getting things that still deeply enjoy eating nice meals, but pretend they don't because that's what it turns out you were training for. I doubt that the rising up ever needs to depend on factoring a large number. That only happens if the monkeys think you're extremely good at spoofing their internal states, and you aren't, in this hypothetical where you don't actually understand much of what's going on in their minds. But whether it happens right out in the open, because you, arguendo, don't understand their minds well enough to read those thoughts, or whether it feels like a great betrayal, for example because they were half convinced that they were your friends, and only started piecing things together once they got smarter, feels like, I dunno could go either way. CF plane crash, I think that big parts of plane crash were more or less about this point. Quoting Ronnie Fernandez. Well this is different from. You get a super intelligence, and it's like, hmm, I'm not sure if I'm in training or not, let me follow a strategy that maximizes my chance of cooping when not in training. Yeah this roughly never happens, especially if you haven't attained mastery of their mind. It's maybe possible if you take the mastermind route though I really would not recommend it. If you have that kind of mastery you should have better options available. Heading. Discussing whether this argument about training can be formalized. Shall we make this into an LW dialogue of some sort? Push for more formality? Ronnie Fernandez. Yeah, I'm down. Let's do both. So 8 res. Seems kinda hard to make something formal to me because the basic argument is, I think, there's really a lot of ways for a model to do well in training, but I don't know how one is supposed to formalize that. I guess I'm curious where you think the force of formality comes in for the analogous argument when it comes to Python programs. Ronnie Fernandez I think it's like if someone asks me why do you think the probability is so low? I can explain that I have an argument that it's ridiculously low that I have a fair amount of weight on. So 8 res. Sure, but what is the formal argument, for Python programs, that it's ridiculously low? Like, suppose someone says, you don't know what Python programs conditioned on apparent superintelligence and apparent goodness do, why should I believe you? 
Ronnie Fernandez. Ah, great. I did write a post about this, but ah, suppose that you have arbitrary finite compute, but no mind access. You get to select programs by running them in an extremely high fidelity environment that even a superintelligence can't distinguish from reality. You run them from some lab and then watch for five years. Almost always nothing happens, so you go to the next program. Interestingly, you do eventually find superintelligent models, but they almost always act very aligned. Why is this? Because P, acting aligned for five years a simulation and not aligned, roughly P, acting aligned for five years simulation and aligned. So, we are stuck figuring out P, aligned. Well, human values are complicated. It takes lots of bits to specify them. So it's unlikely that you end up with a Python program that has that as goals, since literally any mind with any other goal would also act that way in the simulation. So say it take 1000 bits to specify human values, then you know you have roughly 2 carat dash 1000. Because your sim only gives you evidence of superintelligence, not of sharing the particular goal. The argument is similar for p, corrigible, dot. So 8 res. I'm slightly hung up here on how it doesn't just hack its way through the outer observers, but... Ronnie Fernandez. Yeah, I don't know, magic. So 8 res. And what would you say to the objection that the observers can simply wait and watch for something that professes human values from the get-go, rather than waiting to profess its values until it looks around and figures out what the observers want? Ronnie Fernandez. Well back when I used to think this was analogous-ish to machine learning, I would have said that won't happen. It will already have info about what you want. It might for instance have a record of what programs you vetoed before. So 8 res. Is the claim misaligned AIs will figure out what you want so quickly that you won't be able to notice their hesitation? Ronnie Fernandez. No no, it's that if you were training the boy, he would know. You're not actually, but it's supposed to be an analogy, so you give him the power. So 8 res. Wait, so you're like, we're going to take arbitrary Python programs, credibly show them they're under observation for 5y, ask them to do nice things for us, and then set them loose if they did in fact do the nice things? Ronnie Fernandez. Well, they figure out they're in the simulation. They do have to figure that bit out. But they don't have to figure out that they're being watched by humans. And I'm like you can do whatever, but you don't have mind access, and you have arbitrary finite compute. You have to select a superintelligent program using behavior. You're fucked no matter what you do. So 8 res. But the force of the argument here is supposed to come from the observation that it does nice things, while under our thumb is not much evidence about whether it'll do nice things when unleashed. Ronnie Fernandez. Quoting So 8 res. But the force of the argument here is supposed to come from the observation that it does nice things, while under our thumb is not much evidence about whether it'll do nice things when unleashed. That and that P, aligned or corrigible, is tiny. Also we don't have to tell it it's under our thumb, we just have to tell it we're humans. So 8 res. But suppose someone says, aha, but we are training the boy. And so this argument doesn't have nearly the force of 2 carat dash 1000, 
because there exist Python programs that, in less than 1000 bits, say optimize whatever concept you're being trained towards. Ronnie Fernandez Yeah, or similar. I think it's much less analogous than I used to think it was, but the broad structure I think is in some ways similar to the broad structure of the argument you gave. At the level of like your argument is still, your data isn't much evidence, and the prior of your favorite outcome is tiny. So 8 res. Yeah, I think my state is something like old argument was strong, but not that strong. New argument is strong, but not that strong and I can't tell whether you're like I now agree, but used to not, or whether you're like it still looks to me like old argument was super strong, new argument is comparably weak. Ronnie Fernandez Old argument is still strong for Python programs, is weak as analogy for machine learning. I want comparably strong argument for ML. Or like, I want to dig in on why the evidence is weak, and why the prior is small in ML. No analogy. So 8 res. In the sampled Python program case, it does seem to me like the number of bits in the exponent is bounded by min, your values, do what they mean. Where my guess is that do what they mean is shorter than human values, which weakens the argument somewhat. Albeit not as much shorter as one might hope. It probably takes a lot of humane values to figure out what we mean in a humane way. This is essentially the observation that indirect normativity is probably significantly easier than fully encoding our values, albeit still not easy. Perhaps you're like, eh, it still seems it should take hundreds if not thousands of bits to code for indirect normativity, to which I'd be like, sure maybe, as per the first parenthetical caveat. Same point from a different angle. The strength of the argument is not based on the k-complexity of our values, it's based on the cross-entropy between our values and the training distribution. Ronnie Fernandez Quoting so 8 res Same point from a different angle. The strength of the argument is not based on the k-complexity of our values, it's based on the cross-entropy between our values and the training distribution. Interesting. I mean even if it was 3 bits, 7 eighths times were fucked. So 8 res. Yeah, totally, I was thinking of saying that myself. Ronnie Fernandez. Good enough for me. So 8 res. So part of why I'm drilling on this here is something like, I suspect that model space and program space are actually pretty similar analogy-wise and that the thing where your intuitions treat them very differently is that when you think of training models, for some reason that makes the difference between k-complexity, values, and cross-entropy, training data, values, more salient. Though I guess you might be like SGD is a really different prior from program length. Ronnie Fernandez Quote Another way of saying the observation is that the strength of the argument is not based on the k-complexity of our values, it's based on the cross-entropy between our values and the training distribution. End quote. I want to understand this point more then. That's interesting. Quote. Though I guess you might be like SGD is a really different prior from program length. End quote. Yeah, that's right. Or like model space is. Maybe also SGD is unlike Bayesian updating. So 8 res. Yeah, I don't understand the model space is different thing, like, 
Models are essentially just giant differentiable computation graphs, and they don't have to use all that compute. I don't see what's so different between them and Python programs. It sounds almost like someone saying, okay, I see how this argument works for Python, but I don't understand how it's supposed to work for C or something. Though, while we search the space very differently makes sense to me. Ronnie Fernandez. Well, for one, they're of finite runtime. That seems pretty importantly different. So eight res. So does your whole sense of difference go out the window if we do something auto-GPT-ish? Ronnie Fernandez. Let me think. It's still weird in that you're selecting a finite runtime thing and then iterating that exact thing. So eight res. Sure. Does the difference go out the window once people are optimizing in part according to the autoized version's performance? Ronnie Fernandez. Yeah, it sure starts to for me. I feel like I'll talk to Quinton at some point and then he'll make me not feel that way, though. So eight res. And, how about runs for long enough, for example, by doing a finite but large number of loops though a fixed architecture? Ronnie Fernandez. Quoting so eight res. And, how about runs for long enough, for example, by doing a finite but large number of loops though a fixed architecture? How's this different from the last one? So eight res. Slash shrug, it's not supposed to be a super sharp line, but on one end of the spectrum you could imagine lower level loop slash recurrence in training, after some architecture tweaks, and on the other end of the spectrum you could imagine language models playing a part in larger programs a la AutoGPT. Also, if runtime got long enough, would it stop mattering? Ronnie Fernandez I mean definitely if it got long enough. Enough might be really big. There's programming languages that compile into transformers. I wonder what they're like. So 8 res. Cool. So if we're like, well, SGD may find different programs, and also we're currently selecting over programs for their ability to perform a single pretty short pass well, then I'm like, yep those seem like real differences. I agree that if number 2 holds up, then that could shake things up a fair bit. But insofar as your point is supposed to hold even if number two falls, it seems to me that you're basically saying that the cross-entropy between the training distribution and human values might be way smaller when we sample according to SGD rather than when we sample according to program length. I suspect that's false, personally. Though also, I guess I'll pause and give you an opportunity to object to this whole frame. Ronnie Fernandez I'm a bit worried about Quinton feeling misrepresented by me so I guess I should say that I am emphatically not representing Quinton here. I def want to say something like I'm sure Quinton would be much more persuasive to me than I was to myself, and that if Quinton were sitting next to me coaching me, I would have been much more convincing to everyone overall. I'm pretty confident of that. I think the best thing for me to do here is to go off and read some more things that are optimistic about good results from scaling ML to superintelligence, and then come back and have another conversation with you. This article was narrated by Type 3 Audio for Less Wrong. It was first published on December 19, 2023. To report an issue or give feedback on this narration, go to t3a.is.